Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience, where we want you to experience the power of the true and living God. Happy New Year! If it had not been for the Lord on our side. My God, my God! Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. We are one church in four locations. Please visit LivelyStoneTemple.org for additional information. Happy New Year. It's 2022. Glory be to God. Amen. Yes, sir. We made it. First, we want to give all the glory, honor, and praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without him, we are absolutely nothing. We want to give the honor to our corporate pastor, Bishop Paul M. Capers. We want to give the honor to Bishop Wiggins out of Bamberg, South Carolina. And we want to give the honor to Elder Seth Capers and Elder Joseph Lee Taylor Jr. They are the associate pastors for Lively Stone Temple, Columbia, South Carolina. This is the year 2022, and quite often at the beginning of a new year, people often set goals and have big plans in place. It's very important to depend and rely on the Lord. I want to read Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 of the King James Version, and it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you and expect it in. Now, if you want the Lord to reveal what plans he has for you, it's important to seek the kingdom of God first because we all know that it's not about us and we need to keep our priorities in order. Amen? Let's read Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 of the King James Version, and it reads, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. This message was recorded on January the 2nd, 2022. Now let's follow along in our Bibles. Let this be the year that you stir up the gift that lies in you. I was texting with Bishop Capers recently, and I found out that our theme for this year is coming from John chapter 14 and verse 6, that Jesus is the way. And with the help of the Lord this morning, I want to encourage us with a little bit about what Jesus did. Is that all right? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to start at verse 22, Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to start at verse number 22. I want to encourage us for this year. I want to encourage us for this year. My mistakes will not hang me this year. My mistakes of last year will not hang me this year. I will not be bound this year by what I did not do last year. But I've got a fresh start. I got brand new mercies today, Deacon Doby. Saints, I got Deacon Zimmerman, we got brand new mercies today. And if the Lord let us see the rest of this year, we'll have more than 300 chances with brand new mercies each day. What are we going to do with it? Well, let's just be encouraged. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 22, it says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23 is what I want. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is what? Faithful that promised. I want to read verse 23 again. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he Jesus is faithful that promised 
Join me in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this year, for this brand new year, for this brand new day and these brand new mercies. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, and we beseech you this moment for mercy to make it through this message. We beseech you for grace to hear and to receive the Lord God. Let us receive the word of God with rejoicing on this morning. As the scripture went forth this morning, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Our God, help us to rejoice doing the word of God this morning. Let us help us to rejoice during the message. Help me to rejoice as I preach, Lord, and, and break the bread of life with your people. Father, I ask you to let the saints of God be edified this morning, Lord. Let them be able to take something from here away with them that encourages them throughout this entire year. And we give you all the glory and honor. We take authority over the adversary and his kingdom right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, with the help of the Lord this morning, I want to minister to us a few reasons to hold fast this year. A few reasons to hold fast this year. Let us hold fast. Somebody say hold fast. The profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. He tells us the command here is to hold fast, to hold sure, to hold strong. Anybody in here ever played tug of war when you were a child? You got all, the, the once there's a line in the ground and a knot in the middle of the rope and on the other side there is uh, the opposing team and then there's you on your team and, 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 and the goal is to what? Pull the other side of the rope to your side and, and you'll be declared victorious. And I found out as a child when I was playing tug of war, I found out that sometimes just holding onto the rope with your mere hands is not enough because the rope can slip, and, and you have to grab and grip again. So what I learned how to do was uh, the, the person at the end of our line would be the biggest person to bring up the rear, and they would wrap the rope around their waist. And who you think was that normally that person in the end? It was me. And then I'd wrap it around my waist real tight. Then I would take it, and I would wrap it around my wrist over and over again. That way I could what? Hold what? Fast. Because it was my goal to pull the opposing team to where I was. And, and, and that's the analogy that comes to my mind when I look at this text about holding fast, grabbing a hold, getting a good grip onto the things that God has given you, to the promises that he has made unto you. One place in the scripture tells us to set your face like a flint. Another place uses the particular wording, my heart is fixed. Has your heart ever been fixed on anything in here? God has told you something and promised you something, and you made sure to fix your heart on what God has promised you. Never underestimate the value and the power of a made-up mind, a mindset to hold on to whatever God has told you. And he tells us in the imperative to hold fast, and then he says, hold fast without wavering. And he bases our ability to do that in the latter part of this verse. He says, for he is faithful that promise. Hold fast. 
So let's, let's reverse engineer this text. Because he is faithful, you can hold fast. And because he that is faithful has promised, you can hold fast without wavering. When we look at Hebrews chapter 10, we find out a theme shows itself in the first nine chapters leading up to Hebrews chapter 10. The writer of Hebrews is taking his time to convince the audience to whom he is writing that going back into the old system, going back into the law, going back into what was is no longer necessary nor sufficient for the work that God has completed in your life. He spends a lot of time letting us know that the old sacrifices are insufficient. They are no good. That system that God gave to Moses is no good anymore. You can't use it anymore. And because the saints of God were under intense persecution and pressure, they felt like they had it better when all they had to do was go to the high priest. They felt like it was easier when all they had to do was make a simple sack, bring a turtle dove or a goat or a lamb. It was just easier that way. But how many of you know it wasn't easier that way? Because they had to deal with some kind of a vengeful God. They had to deal with God and the 613 ordinances of the law. They had to deal with these things. They had to deal with all these thou shall nots. And if you do this, you're going to die. And if you wear this, you're going to die. And if you go here, you're going to die. And if you say this, you're going to die. You're going to be stoned. You're going to be beheaded. You're going to be burned. There was a lot that they had to deal with. They were face to face every day because of their sin. They were face to face every day with the wrath of God. So they felt like they'd rather deal with an angry God then deal with the persecution that comes from the outside world. And so they said, this Jesus stuff is killing us. This Jesus stuff is wearing us out. We don't need this stuff anymore. And if we all told the truth, we have all found ourselves at some place in our walk with the Lord where we begin to question, is it even worth going forward? Sometimes you feel like you had it better when you were out in the world. You didn't know the war that was going on in the spirit realm until you came over here in holiness. You didn't know that there were foul spirits that were out to try to kill you every day. You didn't know that there were principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places and rulers of the darkness of this world and an entire kingdom of darkness that's been set against you. Sometimes you wish you didn't even know what you know now. Because the burden for fasting and prayer has been so magnified upon your life now until you have to ask yourself, is it worth losing the sleep? Is it worth turning my plate over? Is it worth all the fasting? Is it worth all the praying? This is the position that the people of God were in. They were suffering under blood, striving against sin. They were doing their best to live for the Lord, but wicked emperors being used by the adversary were killing them. Emperor Nero and Emperor Domitian, one of the most evil emperors of that time, would throw elaborate parties. And when at nighttime would come, when he needed the light for the party, they would go kill Christians, tie them to a stake, set them on fire and use their burning bodies to light their parties. This is the kind of persecution that they were under. We have not suffered like that, saints of God, only because of the grace of God. God has been so good to us on this side of glory. And so 
Turning back should not be something that dominates our mind, but every now and then we get a little weary. Every now and then we need a little encouragement. Sometimes you can look back on the past, look back on what you have gone through and what you have dealt with, and you feel miserable. And even when you're walking with the Lord, I have learned that you may feel miserable because of how good God has been to you. Have you ever felt the guilt of the blessing of God after knowing you had not done what he told you to do? Yet he still blesses you. Yet he still wakes you up. Yet he still gives you grace. Yet he still gives you mercy. And yet he still comes to your aid. Sometimes you fall out in tears crying and say, God, why would you still do that for me? You know good and well I don't deserve it. You told, me to, you told me to fast last week and I didn't. You told me what to give last week and I didn't. You told me where to go, what to say, how to live, how to walk, talk, and carry myself. I did not, but yet you still blessed me, Lord. Then you begin to deal with the burden and the guilt that comes along with the goodness of God. My Lord and my God. You can deal with these sorts of things in your walk with the Lord. And sometimes God can be so good to you till you feel like you're not even worthy of being saved. And you just say, Lord, I'd rather just go back out into the world than sit here and play with you. God, I feel like I'm playing with you. I feel like I'm not giving you what you deserve. I feel like I'm not worthy of everything that you've bestowed upon me. But thanks be unto God. Hallelujah that we serve a God that looks beyond all of our faults and sees our needs. Amen. It it, it can be difficult over here sometimes. Your mind can wonder, Lord, what's going to happen next? Lord, what's coming upon me? Lord, did I have it better when I could party and stay out all night and not have to worry about whether I'm going to miss the rapture or not? Lord, did I have it better when I didn't have to worry about getting up and going to church and being there on time for Sunday school and prayer? Lord, did I have it better when I was out there? Somebody shout, no. No, you did not have it better when you were out there in the world. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You lived a life of sin that had you set on your way to hell. And when we look at the people here in in the audience in the book of Hebrews, we see even when we back up, that the writer of Hebrews is letting them know that where you want to go back to, that old system, that legalistic system, let me go ahead and let you know exactly what it was. Hebrews 10 and 1 says, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of things, can never with those, somebody shout never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, continually make the comers there unto perfect. Paul said this law that you're running back to, this law that you want to live up under, he says here that it was just a shadow. And how many of you know the shadow is never the real thing? The shadow just shows you an image of what is getting ready to come. The shadow is an outlining or a silhouette of what is to come after you see the shadow. The shadow is just a bell ringing to say that something's coming, something is coming. Nobody in here just wants the shadow of something. You always want what the shadow represents. If your car is broken down, you don't want a shadow of a vehicle. If you're broke, you don't want a shadow of a paycheck. 
if you want to be married, you don't want a shadow of a spouse. You want the real thing. And if you're hungry, you don't want a shadow of a meal. You want some food. Hallelujah. You don't want just the representation of the thing, but you want the actual thing that comes with it. Shadow ain't never saved nobody. When you are in trouble, you need someone to fight. You're not calling for the shadow of your friend. You want your actual friend to show up and fight on your behalf. And the writer here is telling the church, he said, you're going back to something that offers you no substance. It offers you a reminder of what you can have, but it will never save you. And these shadows begin to offer sacrifices every single day. But our writer lets us know that no matter how many sacrifices you brought to the shadow, no matter how many times you obeyed the shadow, no matter how many times you lived under the shadow, no matter how many times you came the way the shadow said come, it could never make you complete and it could never make you perfect. Now, anybody in here ever dealt with mold or mildew before and you're dealing with it and and, and, and you got one thing you're trying to get rid of it and it's gone for a little while and it comes right back. And then you try another substance and it's gone for a little while and it comes right back. And then you try bleach and you clean it and then it's gone and it comes right back. And then you, you try a little bit of uh, baking soda and some vinegar and you scrub it and it's gone for a while and it comes right back. And you set up fans and you set up, my God, uh, dehumidifiers and you, you set up everything that you need and it's gone for a while but it what comes what right back and then finally you find the right product that you need and you put it down there and you apply it and after a while you look you scrub and it's gone and a day goes by and it doesn't come back a week goes by and it doesn't come back and before long you realize the stain is gone never to return again it would be foolish of you to go back to the bleach now knowing that you've got the substance that you need to get rid of the stain. It would be foolish of you to go back to the vinegar and the baking soda knowing that what you have now is substance, not just some old stinking shadow. It would be foolish of you to go back to the place that caused you to continually be reminded that no matter how great an effort you put forth, no matter how hard you try, all of your righteousness is but filthy rags and you cannot get rid of it but now that you have the one substance that you need you don't have to worry about going back to the old stuff amen somebody somebody do me a favor and look behind you look behind you now look back forward and say, ain't nothing for me back there. Ain't, ain't nothing for me back there. I'm moving forward in Jesus now. He's given me what I need uh, to remove the thing that's made me so dirty and that's made me so nasty, my God. And we find out here in Hebrews chapter 10 that that's what Paul, I believe Paul being the writer of Hebrews, uh, that's what he is admonishing the saints of God to do. That you've been given a better substance now. You've been given a better covenant. You've been given a better grace. You've been given a better place. You've been given a better person of substance. Not only do you have a better contract, but you have a better writer of the contract now and a better 
better farm because the law was written in stone. My God, but this covenant is written in blood. Hallelujah. It is written in the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah in here. Uh, here in a precise statement, we see the purpose and limitation of the law of Moses. God never intended the law to be an end in itself. In a statement similar to Paul's, the law was our tutor or our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. Uh, the writer of Hebrews declares that it had a mere shadow of the things to come and that it was incapable of perfecting those uh, who approach God on the basis of its sacrifices. If you want to get in shape, you are not going to keep going to a trainer that after three months of working out with them, there's no progress made. Your blood sugar still high. Your blood pressure still up. My God, you still got high cholesterol. You're still tired and sweating all the time. You done made sacrifice after sacrifice to pay this trainer, but you are yet not better. It kind of reminds me of the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she had that issue for 12 long years. She did everything that you were supposed to do. She went through every uh, every single venue and every single avenue that the world tells us we were supposed to do. She went to doctors. She went to physicians. She went to people to get help. But the Bible says she was none the better. But when she heard about Jesus, somebody shout Jesus in here. Hallelujah. When she heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's something about coming into the presence of God that puts you puts a mirror in front of your face to help you realize that you can't do this thing on your own, to help you realize that you can't fix it. And we also must begin to realize here Hallelujah to God. That our, 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 and, and my notes here, we see that it says that the law was never intended to be an end of itself, uh, in and of itself. Can I help us out right quick? Some, the law was meant to introduce them to God. The law was meant to introduce them to what God intended for them to do and how he intended for them to live and be. But it was never all there is to know about God. Can I go ahead and put a pin? right here. Can I tell you what the problem is with saints across one generation to the next? Everyone seems to believe that the way that they met God is the end of God. That your introduction to God is all that there is to know about God. So when another generation comes along and meets God in a different way, your immediate response is that ain't God. Nah, nah. Because when God came to me, he came like this. When God came to grandmama, he came like this. When God came to auntie Nim, he came like this. We must never confuse the introduction of God with the full-on production of God in our lives. Hallelujah. Uh, if, if I met, hallelujah, uh, President Bill Clinton, if I met Bill Clinton as governor and you met Bill Clinton as president, both of us met Bill Clinton, but we met him at different times and in different capacities. And I must never 
bound myself to say all Bill Clinton ever is going to be to anybody is governor. Just because you met him as a healer, I don't get to tell someone else that all he can do is heal. Just because you met him as a savior, I don't get to tell someone you met him in the, in the crack house. I don't get to tell someone that this is the only way God gets to move. We must never take our introduction to God and make it a normative experience and build a temple so that this is the only place I worship. This is the only way I sing. These are the only songs I sing. This is the only way I live. And if you try to introduce me to something different, I'll just abandon the, everything altogether because it's my way or the highway. Because if God don't deal with you the way God deals with me, then he just ain't dealing with you at all. How many of you know the devil is a liar? Let God be true and every man be a liar. Now, I'm with you, Deacon Zimmerman. Now, I'm sick of going in circles too. And on this year, I'm not going to bound God in my life by what I want him to do, by what I expect him to do, by what I've been told he should do. Ah, oh, my operative cry for 2022, January, Lord, have your way. February, Lord, have your way. March, April, May, June, July, Lord, have your way. August, September, October, November, December, Lord, have your way. Hallelujah. Somebody shout yes in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my operative cry for this year. I'm sick of seeing God uh, bound and gagged by my presuppositions and bound and gagged by my understanding. Ah, he's the ancient of days. He's filled with ancient wisdom. He's filled with knowledge that I know not of. And he is encompassed with the unsearchable riches of Christ. Lord, have your way. Jesus. Do your thing, God. Cut up, Jesus. Do whatever you want to do, Lord. This is your house. I am, you are the potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me have thine own way, Lord. Ah, on this year, I'm encouraged because there's so much more that I left on the table in 2021 that I'm not leaving on the table this year. I got to go back and get some more. I got to go back and get some more. Ah, you ain't getting enough, saints. I ain't getting enough. We ain't getting enough. And when you run back to the stuff that he delivered you from, you're letting the Lord know that what you have for me now, I don't want it, Jesus. Ah, why? Because of the cares of this world? You're going to forget how good he's been? Because of the cares of this world? Because of COVID bet not, met, bet not change your mind about Jesus? Finances bet not change your mind about Jesus. Sickness bet not change your mind about Jesus. Hurt and disappointment and depression and the attacks of the adversary ought not change your mind about Jesus. I've got my mind made up for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Somebody shout yes! in here. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of our God. I hope you're feeling encouraged already. Oh, you got a few reasons to hold fast in 2022. And the Bible lets us know here. But in those sacrifices is a remembrance again of made sins every year. The law reminded us of how raggedy we really are. 
this was one of the weaknesses of the law. Who wants to be in? That lets you know that the law suggested legalism more than it suggested relationship. Because who wants to, There's no way you can convince me that you're in a loving relationship when you're all your partner does is point out everything you do that's wrong. Why you burn the cornbread again? Ah, collard greens again? Fried chicken again? You can't clean no better than this? This the best birdhouse you can build, hubby? You can't cut the grass no better than that? What's wrong with you? You ain't shaved your head yet? You still got a spot? You missed the spot, Deke. What's wrong with you? Oh, you ain't bought no new shoes yet, girl? What in the world is wrong with you? I ain't going nowhere with you looking like that. Oh, the devil is a liar. That ain't no kind of relationship. My God, that's not what God has called us to do. And the law served as a reminder that I'm so sinful. The sin consciousness of the people had risen to a level that was so high that the only thing on their mind was the, the feeling of bondage that comes along with sin. That's why I'm so glad that Jesus said and if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Ah, the burden. Do you know the guilt that can come on you when you sin? It'll make you feel like a mouse being crushed by a mountain. It'll make the tears will begin to flow. Your heart will begin to feel weak. The conviction that comes along some Sometimes can almost feel like condemnation. Walking around all day not knowing is this the day that I'm going to die in my sin? Is this the day? What if the Lord comes back right now? Will I be ready when he comes? The sin consciousness of man was at an all-time high. With every sacrifice, Deacon Dobie, they were reminded that they were still sinful. Why do we have this priest with all these beautiful garments? Why why do we have this tabernacle with this brazen halter? Why do we have this laver of water? Why do we have this golden lampstand? Why do we have the Ark of the Covenant? Why do we have the pot of manna inside? Why do we have Aaron's rod that budded? Why do we have the tablets of stone on the inside? Why do we have the cherubims with their wings touching on the top? If it ain't never going to take away sin, if it ain't never going to fix nothing, can I tell you why? It wasn't nothing but a shadow. Hallelujah. But every year they were reminded that they were jacked up on the day of atonement when the high priest would go in twice. Once for the sins of himself and once for the sins of his family. Can you imagine the tension of that day? Lord, let the priest be clean because if he ain't clean, I can't get my sins forgiven. Lord, let the priest be right. Lord, let the man of God be right. Lord, when it goes beyond the veil let him be right God don't let him die while he's accomplishing forgiveness for my sins don't let him die while he's making atonement for my sins because Lord I know that as soon as he gets done before the week is over I'm gonna make a sacrifice for something else because I'm gonna mess up again because sin consumes my mind sin consumes my way sin consumes my body all I'm doing is being reminded 
of how jacked up I am. But how many of you thank God for Jesus and the blood that he shed that cleared your conscience so that you can have full assurance of your faith and security in Jesus? Nobody did it but Jesus. Our God, you want to know why you can clap your hands without fear of dying? Jesus, that's why. You want to know why you can leap for joy? Knowing what you've done, knowing will pass, is because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It said here, now Paul is picking at the old system. You can imagine how upset those Jews were because he's Jiving the knife in a little deeper. So not only did it remind you of sin, but watch this. He said, it's not even possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. What y'all doing? Why are you running up behind that foolishness that can't even do nothing for you? Anybody ever seen somebody or girl run up behind an old no good man? You know how silly she looked doing it? Don't it make you mad? Don't let it be your daughter that's doing it. Girl, that boy ain't done nothing for you. He can't hit a lick at a stick. He can't make a dog bow wow or a cat meow. He ain't cut a blade of grass. Don't work nowhere. Don't got no job. But you steady giving him children, laying on your back for him, doing everything he asks you to do, running up behind him like a little dummy. He ain't going to give. He offers you nothing. And that's what Paul says about the law. It offers you nothing of substance because it can't take away the thing that that's killing you. He said, it's not even possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away our sins. Wherefore, when he, now here we go, hallelujah. So here's the hope now. So if the law only reminds me that I'm sinful and the sacrifices of the law can't take away the fact that I'm sinful, then where does that leave me, Paul? He says, wherefore, when Jesus, when he cometh into the world, he says, sacrifices and burnt offerings, thou wouldest not. But a body thou hast prepared me. Hallelujah. Here comes the sacrifice that we need. Hallelujah. Here comes every bull, every blood of every bull, the blood of every lamb, the blood of every turtle dove, the blood of every goat was waiting for this body to come. It was a shadow of my Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast no pleasure. He said, these burnt offerings, God don't even got no pleasure in them no more. These sacrifices, God don't even got no pleasure in them no more. Can I help the saints out of here? Stop thinking that you can sacrifice your way into pleasing God. You can't do it. Only thing that he accepts is his blood applied to your life. Hallelujah. That's why we go down in Jesus' name so we can have the blood applied to our lives. Oh, you act, you think that you can good your way into his good graces? No, no, no. Your righteousness is filthy rags. How your money perish with you. Your job perish with you. Your plans perish with you. Your dreams perish with you. In 2022, put it all on Jesus. Hallelujah to God. God, I'm not depending on my job no more. Lord, in thee and thee alone do I trust. Uh, that's where I messed up last year, Deke. I thought I was smart enough. I thought I was strong enough. I thought I had studied enough. I thought I had prayed enough. 
But God let me know, buddy, I gave you the ability to pray. I gave you the ability to study. I strengthened your mind. And you can't impress God with stuff that he gave you. Oh, somebody shout, he is not impressed. He is not impressed. He is not impressed. Oh, you thought you had it, didn't you? You thought you figured it out, didn't you? The Lord's just like, boo, no, thank you. Uh-uh-uh-uh. This year, you're going to depend on me. I'm going to keep you broke till you depend on me. I'm going to keep you like that till you depend on me. I'm going to keep you alone until you depend on me. I'm going to keep you just close enough to your purpose until you learn how to depend on me. Oh, bulls, goats, heifers, turtle doves, lambs, those sacrifices, God takes no pleasure in them. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, and it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and burnt offerings, and, and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hast thou pleasure in, which are offered by the law. Then he said, Lo, I come to do thy will. O God, he taketh away the first to establish the second. He took away the first covenant to establish the second. You know, sometimes being second is better than being first, because my Bible lets me know the last shall be what? First one day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so, and so as we move on here, we find out that all these things that Jesus has accomplished for us, he said later on, and watch this, by which we are all sanctified. The first covenant did not sanctify us, but the second covenant does. And how are we sanctified? We are sanctified through his blood. Somebody shout the blood, 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 the blood sanctified you. The blood sanctified you. You want to know why you're clean? It's because of the blood. You want to know why your mind is pure? It's because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And now here we go. He said, because we have a high priest now that did all these things for us and watch what he does now. He makes sacrifices and he does it once and for all. His sacrifice was so good. Oh, his sacrifice did in one weekend what the law could not do in his entire existence. Jesus does it in one day. That's the Lord God that we serve. And so he says, now, knowing this, knowing that we have full assurance of the faith. Oh, y'all get with me for a minute here. Somebody say, I have full assurance. I'm not halfway convinced. I'm fully convinced. I am fully persuaded. He said, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of the faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. This is the year that you've got to hold fast to what God has has promised you. I know what 2021 told you. I know how it made you feel. I know how scared it made you. You didn't think you were going to make it out of the year. Hallelujah. Uh, all your life you've been coughing. All your life you've been sneezing. But all of a sudden last year, you coughed one time and you knew you was going to die from COVID. 
you knew you sneezed one time and you knew you were on your way out. Hallelujah. Look how quick the devil done messed with our mind. But you don't got to deal with it. You don't have to revert back to where you were. There's nothing back in that bottle of liquor that can help you now. There's nothing in that blunt that can help you now. There's nothing in all that cussing you did that can help you now. There's nothing in those old relationships that can help you now. There's nothing that God delivered you from that offers any substance unto you. And so on this year, let this be a year that you trust God with all that you got. I'm going forth like I never have before. It's time to rejoice because God has given us another year to come to him with full assurance of the faith. It's time to make up our minds to serve the Lord with gladness. Come what may, my heart is fixed and my mind is made up. Come what may, I'm going with Jesus. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. I got a few reasons to hold fast to what God has told me because he is faithful. Who has promised? What did he promise to do? Jesus said, I promise I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always. Jesus promised to heal. Jesus promised to save. Jesus promised to deliver. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can you say yes? Say yes. I'm reminded of a night where Jacob went to sleep and the Bible says he began to wrestle with an angel and then Jacob wrestled all night long. The Bible says that the angel touched the hollow of his thigh pushed his hip bone out of socket and he was immobilized from the waist down but yet he held on and kept on wrestling. Can I tell you something? When your hip bone is busted out of socket you form a bruise and you begin to bleed. Saints of God, I know you're bleeding but hold on. I know you're hurting but hold on. He that promised is faithful. He that is faithful has promised. He that promised is faithful. I'm going to do like Jacob. Lord, I'm not going to let you go till you bless my soul. My blessing is on the way. So rejoice. You're saved. Rejoice. You're healed. Rejoice. This is your year to be delivered. I've got a few reasons to trust in God on this year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you going to hold fast? Are you going to hold fast? Are you, everybody, wherever you are right now, just grab a hold of something. Grab a hold of something real tight. Grab a hold of something real tight and talk to yourself. Say, this is your grip this year. This is how you got to hold on. Grab a hold of it. Testify to yourself. Preach to yourself. Pray to yourself. Grab a hold of it. Grab it like the devil wants to steal it. Grab it like the devil. Pretend it's your joy and the devil wants to take it. 
Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Let the devil know I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go. Hold fast. Amen and amen. We hope that you have received something valuable from this message. We want to thank you for your time and support. God loves you and so do we. Once again, Happy New Year. God bless you all and amen.